0: On this episode, the Tow Boys get renewed for season 3.
1: Give me the green light. Give me just one. Night. I'm ready to go right now. I'm ready to go right now. Cause I'm ready to-
0: Welcome, everybody, to episode 46 of the Green Light Podcast. Ian and Paul are back in action for the preview episode to talk through a bunch of stuff, including the AP Top 25, which has finally come out. I can't wait for the season to start. Season three, man. This is year three of us doing it. Kind of unbelievable. Season
1: three, and you're reigning national champions uh, as the Virginia Cavaliers. Less than a minute off. in. I mean, if you take, yeah, you take the under on, yeah, a minute, I was getting hit that quick. Um, less, yeah. I'm going to say that because I don't know. Um, I don't know if you'll ever get a chance again. Well, easy now. I, I mean, I'm content. i said, and this to start off the pod, I've said this to people recently. I said, I am completely content. <laughs> Oh, if you hear so dogs in you the hear background, the dogs, they're, ha- they're hanging out. They are hanging out. Um, there's a new dog actually named after this national championship. I was going to say award. you have to bring but that up. But my whole thing I said is I'm completely content the rest of my life with yeah. You've made it with with whatever Virginia does. You know what? I'm sure I'll say in 30 years they won't have another na- if they don't have another national title I'll be upset. But the way it happened, the way it went down, I'm good. I'm golden. Yeah,
0: well, Mets I'm can, Mets can you, win though.
1: one for me. and I'll be good. I'll, I'll be really good. But yeah, don't hold your breath. We'll see.
0: Um, all right, a lot to get through, so we have, want to start with the uh, California um, uh, Fair Pay to Play Act that was signed into law a couple weeks ago. Um, still has a long way to go before it's official, but basically, long story short, the bill would allow collegiate athletes in California, starting in 2023, to receive compensation for their nil okay? Their uh, name, image, or likeness. Um, One big thing before we even jump into this, this does not mean colleges have to pay them, okay? So I think there's a big misconception there that this bill means that all colleges everywhere are now required to pay athletes. That is not the case, okay? All this means is that a player in the state of California for now uh, can benefit if um, you know, a local, the, the easy one that people love to say is a local car dealership wants to sponsor <laughs> them and, and give them $10,000 for, special. yeah, one of those. Okay. Like something like that, that would then be allowed. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't, I think there's two things here. One, this is, uh, you know, 10 years too not too late, but I mean, this, this is coming. I mean, this yeah. has been coming no, for a long comments. time.
1: It's a, and all the there's a what was it Florida jumped in right away. Yeah, there's after a bunch this. of other states. Everyone, it's yeah. it's going to be widespread. The thing is, it's still the NCAA is still the organization that's running all this. It's not the state. They're not the NCAA is a was it a private organization? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so well, technically it's a nonprofit. profit technically is a nonprofit, but at the end of the day, they would these universities if they want to be part of the ncaa they still have to adhere to ncaa rules yeah so that's there's so many rules but the thing is i've always been like if you if you want to make money off your likeness if you want to do this you want to do that i think that should be allowed i think it's great everyone says oh well this is just a loophole now so instead save that this car and we'll use the car dealership example again say oh we're gonna pay this uh this five star point guard five hundred thousand dollars to do a commercial for me and we're going to write it off as that. Yeah, that I guess you could say it's a loophole, but where's the, the loophole now is just it's hidden outside of – it's just not out in the open. So I don't know if there's like – people bring up salary cap ideas like, oh, you can only benefit so much off this. I, we need, I need to see more. I think there was a big public reaction of, oh, now players are going to be able to get paid because they're – put it, it does put a little bit of pressure, but at the end of the day I think there's still a lot that – has to be put in motion for the NCAA yeah. to budge,
0: and I think this is just a good step. You know, finally something besides uh, you know Jay Billis on Twitter complaining and all of us sitting and having a beer after a game, wondering when someone's going to do something. This is at least an initial step where the NCAA legitimately were like, "Whoa!" I mean, they're gonna they're gonna throw everything they have at this bill to not yep. let it happen because they know that their their tower could come crumbling down. Um, so not too much other to up. Not too much to update right now other than the fact that um, it's kind of going through the, let's say, the judicial process. One thing I'll Um, ask, if
1: this does go through, say it does change, do you think that will affect, and and say one and done is still in effect, do you think that will keep any kids there longer in college if they can well, the be, the of, best.
0: Well, I mean, obviously, this is only in California, so yeah. you can't say, um, you know, the blue bloods for now will take advantage of this. Uh, but let's say that this was, was is going to be a universal rule by twenty twenty one or twenty three, whatever it says. Yeah. You know, the best colleges, the blue bloods, will find a way to incorporate this in their recruiting 100%. package, which. Indeed. Probably is already happening now. Um, you know, unless you like to believe hmm. in amateurism and Duke. And I think it was people the, go to colleges. The for ESPN Plus show last year on Duke, and
1: they had that whole segment about um, basically their social media presence and building their yeah, brand. Yeah. How they sit down with each individual player is like. Okay, well now you take that to the next level, and it's mm-hmm. like, all right, well this is actually Here's how start to make money that money yeah, right yeah, yeah. now. Here exactly. we have like Duke obviously has by far the best social media presence, and they, the way yeah. they've branded the brotherhood, the way that they've like connected all these players that most of them weren't even close to playing. Like Sheldon Williams never got close to playing with Grayson and Allen, yep. but it all it all links together, and when you see all these kids commit, it's yep. all the brotherhood. And I think that's the definitely the biggest brand in college basketball. Yeah, for um, sure.
0: They were ahead of the time when they started Duke Blue Planet. But um, we'll keep you posted here. Obviously, if uh, any updates about the season happen, we'll be yeah. talking about them. So uh, hope to see this kind of ruffle some feathers in the NCAA world. Um, next topic we want to talk about was the three-point line officially moving back from 20 feet, nine inches to the international line of 22 feet, one and three quarters inch. Um you know there's been a lot of uh topics a lot of talks uh amongst coaches about will this positively or negatively affect college basketball quick uh look at the stats um from because they did this in the NIT 2 years in a row yep. and then every which time which i love that yeah, they use as like a testing
1: ground it's it's awesome smart it's very good
0: um and then anytime uh, any school goes overseas; they're obviously playing on the international line. So they literally had um, thousands uh, of shots and, and multiple, data like hundreds ended, of games yeah. and data points. And it went from—don't quote me—but it went down one percent. So it went from like thirty-four to thirty-three percent compared. So you know, there's a lot of talk of, oh, this is going to ruin the game. You're going to make more. You're going to shoot more three. Like, there's not too much now that shows that this is going to have any effect. Um, yeah. Players are shooting well beyond the arc now anyway yep. um you know i'm a little confused why you wouldn't just do the nba line but i guess internet i mean fine um,
1: my thing that's interesting about it is if yeah if you if, the, if it does keep creeping back are, are you looking in that space to spread like just keep the floor open more like the, like do you want or do you not want the virginias that are going to pack it in do you not want like are you trying to build the floor out because Everyone, ever, People love to talk about like the FIBA rules and those lines and be able to knock the ball off the basket and things like that. And the game is way more spread out than... And there are obviously teams that play much more spread and, and you see wide open holes. But there's most of the time... Um, it's pretty, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's not...
0: I don't know. the NCAA, So what the NCAA rules... It just
1: changes the nature of kind of the flow of the game at all
0: what the rules committee was literally cited was the three-pointer had become too prevalent in the college game and this would make it more challenging while also improving floor spacing so they're basically saying they're, you're taking too many threes you're relying on it too much so we're going to move it back to hopefully make you take less and hopefully improve spacing where which bob huggins is then quoted saying all this stuff about there's more spacing and it'll be cleaner and all that that's bullshit <laughs> it, yeah. it's preach, <laughs> so Bobby. classic huggins um yeah, I mean look, I don't think it's gonna change like much of anything actually. No. Um I think teams are still going to play the way they play, um whether it's offensively or defensively. So I mean we'll see. I'm sure there's gonna be some hot takes like two weeks into the season oh, yeah. that like three point percentages down and yeah. it's because and then by the end of the season. We'll make it a story out of it. Out.
1: And yeah. exactly. I mean at the end of the day it's not gonna it's not gonna affect anything substantially, I don't think. No. Um, remember the first, remember it changed the first time? I thought yeah. like that was kind of drastic. Then it seemed that like a drastic. big deal. Yeah. Um,
0: All right. Uh, this is, if you don't know, if you're not aware, this is secret scrimmage time, um, which I think now has finally lost its kind of like luster. For a while yeah. there, like Goodman really loved getting the dirt on oh, these. Yeah. Um, probably like five to 10 years ago is when colleges actually tried to hide them yeah. um, and really wanted to. Uh, schedule scrimmages without the media knowing Um, and now we have you know for one example coach cooley tweeting at coach painter from purdue hey thanks for the scrimmage yeah so i i think we can stop calling them secret scrimmages but for now they're still branded as that so we just wanted to go over a couple that we saw that kind of stood out um
1: before we even get into it how much stock do you put into something like this
0: um, I don't because you. We both have been a part. I do and I don't. I, we both yeah, have been um, a part of them. And some scrimmages, literally, the coach will ask, "Hey, for this quarter, can you guys just play one three one so we can work on it?" And yeah. then all the public sees is like. Oh, uh, Duke lost to Virginia in a secret scrimmage 20-10 to in one quarter. And you don't have any idea of the context. Sometimes they just play half court. Sometimes they do baseline out of bounds, press only. There's so many situations that go into it. This is different than an exhibition.
1: We're not talking about that. Exactly. And I agree. I think you have to take it for what it's worth depending on the scenario. Because I remember – so if you look, we played my sophomore – I think – It gives you—it can give you a good sense of where your team is, first of all. I think, like, if—in terms of on the inside. Like, when we played at Ohio State the year we went to the Sweet 16, we really—like, the first half—we played three 20-minute halves. DJ Cooper is obviously our best player. He didn't play the first half. They beat us by, like, 15. Second half was pretty like pretty close. I think they beat us by five, and then the third half, like we beat them by five. And yeah. so it was one of those things. Okay, you take out that first half without our best player; it's a pretty even game. I think we have a pretty good team, so it has it gives you confidence, especially if you are a lower ranked team or lower, especially a younger team, and you go in against a proven team, you can get some confidence heading into the season. Um, but then the other time we play, I remember the year after that we played at Virginia Tech and beat them by like twenty. And we were thinking, oh, we're gonna be awesome, mm. and just maybe all well, Virginia Tech just really wasn't very good. And yeah. and same thing back to your point of just you would be focusing on things. Guys are trying to figure out lineups. Guys are trying to figure out rotations. Who plays well with this? Who does? Who's adapting to that? Um, so you have to take everything with a grain of salt. I don't think you can just look at a box score and think that if that was an actual game played tomorrow, that that would have been the score and what happened. But. Um, it is kind of interesting the way that the dynamics have changed with that. Because there's some that treat it exactly like a full-on exhibition, and there's some that, yeah, like I said, John Gross, Akron played Xavier, and it's John Gross and Travis Steele. They're half, they're brothers. Yep. And like I have feel like they're probably talking with each other to figure out some stuff of how, how we're gonna work on some things.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, we might as well stay on that one. I mean, Akron beating Xavier um, Very in young. a in a scrimmage. Really, or any type of game, is not uh, exactly normal. So, well, Especially
1: when Xavier, and I'm a big fan of Xavier, and I like him this year, is 18th preseason Ken on. They're easily a top 25 team. Um, and Dante Jackson, front of the program, they've killed it on the recruiting trail. Um, they have a lot of guys coming back. That's one of those things. Like it gets out there. It's like, oh my gosh, is Xavier bad because they lost to Akron? Like,
0: yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and Goodman literally tweets out like both teams are missing some key key pieces though. There, I haven't seen any stats on it. So, I mean that that's kind of the. I guess that's the allure of a secret scrimmage—is you really can't yeah. find those types of things. It, I mean, it's really on the the two teams that agree to do it. But um, I mean, either it's way, really, even yeah. if both teams are missing, and it's weird. Team member, too, it's just weird. I
1: came across a video last week that was Coach Gross talking about how they have so much room. They have to grow defensively. They're just not there yet defensively. And it didn't sound very positive. It was not like, hey, yeah, we're we got. It was it was, hey, we've got a lot to work on right now, especially defensively. And then you see that, and it's like, oh, maybe they're better. Random fact for you: How crazy is that? Akron's defense. Akron last year went 17 and 16. I probably finished like middle of the pack in the MAC. Maybe bottom, the 22nd ranked defense in the country.
0: Whew.
1: 22nd ranked defense. They were 13th in defensive effective field goal percentage, 11th in defensive three point percentage, 28th in two point percentage. Um, Great defensive team, but 259th offensively. Yeah, <laughs> and they ended up seventeen and sixteen. Dang, they could defend they the eight, ball. They went eight, eight and ten in conference with the top twenty-five defensive team. It's tough. Yeah, lost in the second tough. round to Buffalo, of course, eighty-two to forty-six. That's unreal. So,
0: um, another one. Uh, just to quickly touch on Providence beating Purdue. Um, you know, not necessarily shocking, but Purdue uh, lost
1: a lot. I don't think Purdue. I mean, yeah, well, I Carson mean, Edwards is Carson Edwards, and he's oh, yeah. it's unbelievable. But
0: yeah, 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 it's just that Purdue's ranked and Providence isn't, so you're a little, um, a little surprised, let's say. But uh, Trevion Williams led Purdue with nine points and twelve rebounds. Purdue uh,
1: seventh in Ken Palm. Uh, ranking so far. It's very interesting. Yeah,
0: Yeah, real deal. Um, And then uh, Alpha Diallo led the uh, Friars with 22 points and 12 rebounds. So a nice little double-double to start the fake season, the secret season for Alpha.
1: Hey, I'm going to give Matt Painter, and this is obviously going in kind of the season preview that we'll get into, but I'm going to give him a lot of credit because I'm looking at his schedule right now. Obviously, Virginia's already scheduled through the ACC Big Ten. He doesn't pick that out, but he scheduled Texas, a true road game at Marquette, Ooh. On November 13th. So their third game of the season, they play at Marquette. They play VCU on neutral court. Um, and then obviously Virginia. And then they get into – they have a couple of Big Ten games. Um, and then they play Ohio, Ohio. And then they play Butler in that – basically that Indiana. They do the four teams, at, I think, in Indianapolis. Virginia so like, is their ACC Big Ten game? Exactly. Okay. And they get that at home. So they've got a, like, a good, I think we should tough. learn. I mean, you've got You'll one, learn. two, three, four – Five top fifty teams within in, in your non conference. One yeah. on the road, one neutral, and a couple home games. I, I give them credit for that, especially with a team that when you lose your best player and you lose, I not know, your best two players probably. Yeah. Um, yep. but.
0: Um, all right, next scrimmage, uh, Villanova-UNC. So Cole Anthony walked into college basketball with a bang, um, had 28 points against Nova. Um, we'll get into uh, the player on Nova later um, <laughs> in the pod. but um,
1: I didn't see the it, final. I didn't see the actual score on this, but um, you know. it shows that it does show that like Cole's going to be the alpha dog he, on this
0: team. Beast. Beast. He's um, just coming
1: at 28 points. I know it's a scrimmage. We're, we're saying let's see, he's take with a grain of salt, but the dude's a point guard, true I freshman. I can't wait to
0: see him play. Only Next time team. I don't want to see him play is two dates of the year, and that's against Duke. But uh, other than that,
1: I he's going to be... It's going to be tough cheering for Carolina, but I love Cole, and he's going to be... An, Awesome, yeah. awesome player. He's going to be unbelievable. Just the um, way they play too. The way how fast yeah, he, Carolina how, plays. Yeah, and he—he's like, oh, going to be so perfect for Ooh, it. It's yeah, unreal. Really, really.
0: Um, staying on Tobacco Road, not a scrimmage, but an exhibition, which people were a little surprised by the score. Um, Duke barely gets by Northwest Missouri State that won by a six. Yeah, sixty-nine, sixty-three. 69, 63 yeah. yeah, so. Ian and, well, and I, I before this, watched, watch, yeah. yeah, we watched a couple highlights. It, it's a little misleading just because Duke was up mo- about 15 for most of the second half, but then they gave up um, you know, some a deep... A lot of threes down
1: stretch. A lot of threes down the, stretch, threes like down
0: the stretch, and uh, it was a little closer than it looked. So, uh, but either way, I mean, again, and a little caveat. From preface, something, please yeah, preface, yeah, preface, this preface this on Northwest, this, Northwest Missouri State. Northwest Missouri State, State went 38-0 and last year and won the D2 National Championship, and they returned three seniors and three juniors and then a bunch of sophomores and freshmen from that team. So... You know, if there's any D2 team you're going to want to scrimmage, I guess that's the one.
1: Um, My whole – and I said this to you before. I was like, I do think it is awesome that for those guys, honestly, uh, as great – what do you think – well, I don't nice think – I think still winning the national championship obviously is still cooler for them. But, like, Do you imagine – if you sign to the Division two school, you're going to best, You'll I don't think you ever think you're going to get the opportunity to play in – a In Cameron Indoor, or in any of that, and obviously, even it's an exhibition game. But even if you like, if you assign to a low major D1, at least you have the like, in your mind, like, hey, we could win the conference and we could play at this place, or we can, like, as, as a Division Two or Division Three school, you're not even Never. thinking that you're going to be on that level. And to be able to go in, keep it within 10 points of a team that's just obviously much bigger, much more talented, and loaded. It's pretty, uh, I, I have respect for, for Northwest Missouri State, and I feel, feel good for the, the players there. They got to experience it.
0: Yeah, so. it's pretty awesome um okay next one is uh a little confusing of a story but um niagara head coach patrick beeline has stepped down from his position he announced uh last week assistant coach greg Paulus will take over um, shout out
1: Paulus because he's had a rough he's had a crazy career i mean he was like anointed as like one of the next like young coaching crazy. prospects and he like attaches to the fad mata and then that situation happens he goes to gw and then that falls through and it's like mm-hmm it's one of those things where it's like you see people that get the right breaks every time where they attach And then it, but it's like, I think he is a good, I don't,
0: I also want to give him credit for not just staying at Duke. Like, oh yeah. He seriously. He easily
1: could have just, 100%. he not,
0: not even saying he could have been an assistant or cause those guys don't leave. Um, but he easily could have gotten a, a spot on the staff and Coach K could have kept him until one of them left
1: and he would have been a perfect guy to slide in
0: and he didn't do that. So shout he, out to him.
1: He, worked, he was a VC at Ohio State and he was an assistant at Ohio State yep. and he was very like heralded as an assistant there. I was like, yep. all right, this guy's going to be a nice young coach. But it's, it's just, just couple... the same way that you see people. It's like, how is this guy here? Like mm-hmm. how are they right? And it's like, OK, I'm kind of how is um, he ass- an assistant at Niagara, which is weird, but yep. um, he'll be taking over. Um, because of the... Yeah, we don't need to read the statement. You can read it, but... yeah, um, The statement, I, I'm actually not a fan of the statement. I'm not a fan of what his dad... Well, I don't know. I guess it's your dad you can say out there. Basically, to lay it out, I'm gonna, we're going to put a huge allegedly on all this. We're going to put a massive allegedly. allegedly. The rumor is that... Patrick Beeline, the son of John Beeline. It's been a hot commodity. Like, he was oh, at LeMoyne, and everyone's yeah. like, oh, which D1 job is he going to get? Which G- D1? And some decent jobs. Um, it, it, basically, he, what, he got there in April? Yeah, from he Le had Moin? just
0: gotten hired. He was at LeMoyne for three years, um, and he went to three straight NCAA tournaments.
1: The rumor, with multiple sources on this, the, that it's across the board, is that he had a female director of operations that he was pressuring into – basically having sex with him. That director of operations, not only was his subordinate working for him, was dating one of his assistant coaches all while Patrick Beeline's wife was pregnant. Um, and so obviously nothing actually happened, um, which, because I think if that there would probably be more. I think, I guess the, I'm surprised that he got out ahead of this and not the university stepping in if they did find out. But basically what happened is the, the girl, this director of ops, as soon as he started trying to make moves or anything, hired a lawyer and basically recorded all these interactions and different things, um, built this case, and then basically, I probably, I guess, took it to him. It was like, if you don't step down, um, I, we're, I mean, it's basically gone public pretty much anyways. But.
0: Yeah, I... Again, and once again, allegedly. Allegedly, no, none of this is confirmed at all. It's just Twitter speculation, but, um, you know, Twitter is relatively good uh, most of the time for uh, digging up dirt. So... Again, um, you know, not really sure what to say on this because nothing is confirmed. Uh, let's also say that if none of this is confirmed and he is going through some personal issues, then we wish him the best. I mean, I think we wish him the best either way. Yeah, I, I've heard nothing but great things. I think people make mistakes. And, uh, you know, I, I, I hope... He comes back strong. I hope he gets another opportunity. I, I don't really know what to say yeah. because we don't. It's a
1: weird situation. It's weird. I mean, it's what a what really I'm weird. If it is true, it's a really weird situation. I think it's a scumbags sc- like scummy type move. And to begin, in, to begin with, yeah,
0: like if he did it, it's like, like oh, it's like okay, yeah, like that's exactly if you didn't if did then it, then it's like, then who it's who like the hell is where. But Again. there
1: are some obvious facts. The one thing I thought that was weird, obviously, John. I'll, I'll read John Beeline's tweet. He said, Kathleen and I love our son, Patrick. We'll assist him in every way so we can focus 100% on his personal issues. believe that with a lot of hard work, he can do it. Thanks for respecting the privacy that Patrick and his family need at this time. And while we're not necessarily respecting the privacy that Patrick is asking for, the one thing that I... Hey, like a lot, there are a lot of thoughts and prayers, praying for your family, praying for your family. These people just don't know. But there's there were that's the one thing that it's like some of the ways that, that his statement kind of came out. It was like basically all this compassion and hoping everything's he, right. It, made it almost no kind of seemed like like they he, it was really
0: not everybody follows coaching changes.
1: and not, yeah exactly. And not that I think that Patrick Beeline his statement needs to come out and be like, hey, this is what I did. This no, but of course not. It was so kind of. Um, I don't even know the right word to use it, but it was kind of just like almost like a fog. Like I've messed up. I have some things I'm working through or not even to say I've messed up. He's like, I have some things I'm working through, left it very basic, very bland. Um, and so if you're just a, if you're taking it for what it's worth, what it says, like you have no idea if you're not reading Twitter if you're just a random fan. Um, so that was my only problem because I do think that kind of does a disservice to the girl, uh, to the director of ops, because um, I think it wasn't obviously sexual assault or sorry, it was just sec- it was sexual harassment which obviously is very bad and wrong if that is the case but at the same point in time it's like I hate I don't like that he's kind of being able to like om- if it is true kind of like hide away from it and talk but I'm yeah. sure it'll whatever will come out like It I, oh, I think yeah. it has to right? It'll I mean, have to at some point. Yeah. which Is, is he did he, he stepped down completely right? It's not yeah, even yeah, enough, it's, it's, it's not like he can down. come
0: back yeah it's over it's the great one thing I did see that
1: everywhere it said it might have been coaching change and someone on there said that um, oh, where's a great place that um, yeah, college yeah. coaches can, like, rebound? their careers? like, I wonder where yeah, like, he ends his up dad just working for his dad yeah. and then wait yeah. a few years for it to. But, I mean, one of the rising stars in college, like the, one of the biggest rising names in college mm-hmm. basketball, um, yep. especially with his dad's reputation behind it too. Yep. Um, it's tough to see. Obviously, we don't wish it happened, but it's very, it's very bad look for, for Niagara basketball and for Patrick Bieland. Yeah, not great. not great. Not great.
0: All right, let's jump into some fun stuff. Um, let's go through the uh, top twenty-five. Um, you have the AP
1: list up right now or is this.
0: I will get it up, but either way, uh, number one is Michigan State. Um, Seth Davis tweeted out, "If you're not, or or in in his article, if you're not ranking the Spartans number one, you shouldn't have a ballot." I think that's probably the only consensus um, out of the top twenty-five so far, which is not surprising. Um, you know these guys return a bunch from their Final Four team, so you know it's it's the Cassius Winston show. I it mean, is. he's he when he runs all the options out of the horn set, they're borderline. You know, not nothing is impossible, but it extremely tough to guard. Um, Josh Langford back again, uh, average fifteen no, last year. Whoa,
1: whoa, whoa! Are you just missing all this? Josh Langford is injured. Oh my god! I didn't even see that. You know that, yeah. That was the big the day they announced. Like the AP poll came out. Josh Langford is out indefinitely. I believe they said he'll be reevaluated in January. Indefinitely. So that's what I was. Yeah. Oh my god. And it's a really tough look because the dude's battled through so many injuries. He was out for out for the tournament last year. Um, He recovered from foot surgery, and then now exactly he said, um, Izzo got emotional talking about the loss of his senior captain, shedding some tears. So it felt like a blur, and was somewhat of a surprise." Um, and so, yeah, and it's a t- that's the only thing that's like, it's a tough blow for them. Um, but I mean, who knows if it's like a chronic type thing? I don't know. I, I, it's just Have weird. They said anything I hate about the it? foot. I hate foot. It just indefinitely with a foot injury will be reevaluated in January, oh, which that's scary. It's God. not even like a timetable. It's like we'll start looking back into it in January. Um, yeah, it says when he was originally suffered the injury last season, he was not initially ruled out for the season. Missed eight games, hoping rest and rehab would be enough. But then the school announced in late January he was being shut down for the season. So he missed all of last year. He's come back, senior captain. But at the same time, I even without him, I still put Michigan State number one because Cash Winston's that good. Um they've got who else they have back on the team besides obviously all those guys. They've got, I mean, a number of dudes that are just um, and, and obviously it's it's, it's oh, but um, Nick Ward, Langford, like, till, Tillman's back. Yeah, Xavier
0: Tillman, Aaron. They Henry. lost McQuaid and Goins,
1: Aaron Henry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Aaron's mean, yeah. They'll be and, and then they got, they've got, they got, got some Rocket Watts is yeah. really good. Uh, yeah, played with Lomelo at uh, the school in in Ohio. Um, yeah, inspire. Inspire. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: um all right well i didn't that's even easy. know that about langford Jeez, that's awful yeah. um either way they're still the preseason
1: top 25 so i guess
0: they that it, that, came, it out, came out on the same it came day out
1: and then that afternoon it was like they announced they, he, Langford he basically had yeah, announced, yeah, yeah. yeah
0: um all right well second is kentucky which i i think they're going to be classic kentucky the past couple of years where they struggle early and then they end up in like the elite eight um you know they do have a lot. Re- I mean, I, I say a lot returning as if uh, you know Kentucky. They're in their class of their own. If they have one kid return, it's a lot. But um, the the front court of Montgomery and Nick Richards is tough. I'm anxious to see how Nick Richards takes a big step this year. Um, they don't have like
1: Nick Richards is so frustrating for me to watch. I
0: it. don't. I don't think they have like a guy like they usually do. Which again, we'll see, yeah. like like who's their best player? I mean, it it could be legitimately like one of like seven guys. Yeah, Um, but they have
1: yeah, like Ashton Hagen's is back, but like and Quickly's back and Richard. But then. I don't know. I mean, honestly, honestly, I think what the guy who the guy can be is Tyrese Maxey. I watched him a little bit on EYBL. I mean, he was, what, 10th ranked recruit in the country. Ty, he's a guard. I, he went, like, head-to-head with Cole a bunch of times. He's very feisty, very energetic. It'll be interesting to see how he and, like, Hagans and quickly all play together. But if you – I'm trying – who um, – De'Aaron Fox, like, a couple years ago. Yeah, it's like, like – You yeah, got a guy. Your guy. It's like – You got a guy. Can he become De'Aaron Fox? Like, I don't know. But, like, they – obviously, it's, it's Kentucky – um, I mean they've got what, how many kids? One, two, three, yeah, number four two four kids in four kids in the top thirty two, so it's yeah. obviously there's a they'll ton be, of talent there. Yeah. Um and then I mean they'll start things off early with uh Champions Classic. Yeah. They play Michigan State, like one versus so two. So we're gonna know right away. like right off the jump.
0: Yeah. Um all right, moving on to number three is Kansas. Um obviously, you know, they're facing all sorts of stuff off the court, so you know, we'll know. I I don't even know if there's a timeline for the investigation. We
1: didn't talk about this. What did you think of their Midnight Madness? Oh, with the stri- Snoop Dogg was and <laughs> Snoop Dogg the and dancers? all that stuff and the dancers. Um, Do you believe their statement that they didn't? Think that was going to happen? It's either just – what do you mean? I didn't even see their statement. Their statement was, oh, we thought we were getting a wholesome Snoop Dogg show. We didn't think it was going to be like he was going to bring dancers and like smoke and weed and all that stuff.
0: I think right. when you hire Snoop Dogg, you kind of – you know what it could be, so it's and on you. Shoe. should be
1: on Red Alert more than Yeah, <laughs> for sure.
0: Dancing, um, yeah. It's either one of – I think it's just either incredibly tone deaf and, and yeah. an fu almost at NCAA or yeah. um, – Or they're just keeping up with the Joneses and had to get another awesome name to it, and they said, okay, Snoop Dogg's available for this price, and we're going to get him, and we don't care what happens. Um Either way, it's just it's kind of hilarious. I laughed. I mean, yeah. it's it's funny. To I just me. think
1: it's funny that like Snoop Dogg is right. It was all this like production. It's like Memphis had Future, and like Future's yeah. lyric. Like I mean, you uh, you, they, you can make just the case about being upset about like Future at Memphis, but it's because Snoop Dogg had like strippers and dancers and Kansas being under the microscope already. Yeah. yeah. But obviously, they're super talented. Um, I mean, yeah. Jeff, the, Jeff Goodman good. has him has them number one in his. Uh, in his overall. Yeah, I mean, it's, State, it's is,
0: you know, they have two players on the um, All-Big Ten preseason team, Devin Dotson and Azubuki, you know. Uh, that was, it. I
1: mean, yeah, Azubuki is like an animal. Yeah, uh, animal. My foot, Silvio D'Souza, is he He's coming to back.
0: Yep, he's coming back.
1: And um, then he got some... Which, which was just ran. like
0: a crazy thing that he got... Um, you know, he had to sit out all last year for, but, you know, whatever. It um, is pretty we'll wild of
1: how much they lost and they're still, like, a top. Like, the both the Lawson brothers, Gerald Vic, Quentin Grimes, KJ, like, Charlie Moore. Like, all and Charlie Moore didn't really do that much. But last year, I feel like we had the same conversation last year. It's like they've got this loaded roster, new guys. Yep. And, and uh, then and a month and in. And then now we just I – mean, I mean, it's blue blood basketball. I mean, it's you can yep. say the same thing with Kentucky, you can say it with Duke. But it is pretty wild to me that – um, with all those guys, obviously with both the Lawson brothers that everyone thought were just going to tear everything up, mm-hmm. um, that they're we're just kind of in the back. But we'll see. Yep. All
0: right, number four, uh, the Blue Devils, um, a much different team this year compared to last year. Obviously no Zion, RJ, or Cam. Uh, but Speaking thank of God, guys,
1: who's the guy?
0: Do you have again, a guy? Again, similar to Kentucky. No, and especially not after that Northwest Missouri State. I mean, this team, if you've watched Duke basketball at all, you know Coach K likes to keep a... Uh, short rotation, and this team can play legitimately ten guys. Yeah, they definitely um, can. And for the first time, and I mean, maybe ten years, they actually have upperclassmen. Um, your boy Jab. I was going to say, are they good yeah. upperclassmen, you're, or are they, I uh... love Jordan Goldwire. I think he's like the perfect backup ACC no, point guard who just defends, runs the offense, makes the right decision. Um, and then there's a bunch of just question marks, really, like. How good will Stanley be? Um, Ken O'Connell and Hurt and um, what's the other, my our, my white Bird brother? Burton
1: oh, oh, Jack White?
0: Yeah, no, and the other one. Oh, um, Joey Jeez. Baker. Yeah, Joey Baker. Joey like, Baker,
1: I'm scared can of. The they fact all that make Joey shots. Baker he burned the red shirt last year and still didn't get any minutes any burn. scares me. I know. Um, I'm not a, like I think Duke's gonna be very. I'm I'm more of a fan of Matthew Hurt and Wendell more than I am even of Vernon Carey. Really, I and see I think Vernon's gonna be a beast. The re I think Vernon will be very good. The thing I say this and uh, Scotty Barnes he played at AU and high school. Scotty Barnes every time I watch Vernon Carey in high school, it was Scotty Barnes the guy that stood out to me and not Vernon Carey. And obviously uh-huh. he's huge he's built like a offensive guard, and I'm sure he slummed down a little bit and getting to Duke. And I'm sure he'll be an absolute animal. Um... I don't. I don't think he's like Jalil Okafor. That's my kind of my point. Yeah, yeah. I don't think so either. Um, but, but I mean, they're, obviously they're super, super talented. It's Coach K. Um, what does their schedule look? I know obviously they've got Champions Classic, but do they? Um, they face any other? They play up here at MSG a couple times. I want to see who they George. Get
0: hopefully so George they Kansas.
1: Tom. They play Kansas in Champions Classic. They have. The sisters of the poor for the next like 10 games.
0: Yeah, the one you're missing is it's not on here because they're hope if, uh, if Georgetown wins a, okay. and they win in the they 2K play, Classic, okay. they'll
1: play Georgetown. So they do, they play Michigan. They basically have some cupcake games until they play December 3rd, they play Michigan State. Yeah. So it's then this- Kansas,
0: California, Michigan State. And hopefully Georgetown. Those yeah. are kind of fun.
1: Um, you get a couple of early. AC, you get an ACC game in December, which is really dumb, I think. But um, yeah, and then I mean they end the season at home against NC State at home against UNC. Yeah, it'll be. Eh. They should be in the conversation like always for a one or a two seed, maybe a three seed at the worst. That's what I'd, I'd kind of pick them at. Yeah, if there's something really if something really went wrong in that case. But yep. I mean they're super talented and what is number.
0: Uh, next is Louisville, um, believe it or not. Yeah, I like Louisville. I, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, and they got the, I mean, arguably the best grad transfer in the country, Kimball from St. Joe's. Um, they have two fifth-year seniors, Sutton and Enoch. Shout out Connecticut. Um, and then Nora's, probably yeah. the ACC uh, player of the year,
1: Nora. Definitely preseason. Yeah. Definitely preseason. I think some, one of these freshmen, either Cole or one of the Duke kids, could end up being... Um, could end up being better just in how the team is, but um, obviously Chris Mack, I think, is one of the best coaches in the country. Um, they've got they didn't lose a ton. I mean, VJ Kings probably and and Cunningham were really like the only two guys that you could really say made an impact. Yep. They bring all these guys back, and then just the guys that they bring in. I mean, you've had personal experience seeing aiden Ighorn. i was the irish I was, hulk is his i nickname? was
0: yes his nickname is the irish hulk he moved to brooklyn when he was 13 years old and i actually got to coach against him last year um when i was a coach at le Mans. um and the second possession of the game he gets a steal at half court and proceeds to take two dribbles two steps and a windmill dunk and we're on overtime which is just brutal um <laughs> just, just brutal. But I just want a quick stat about him just because he's, I, I, he'll he'll be a good four-year player, probably a three to four-year player there at Louisville. Um, Egehan is um, yeah, the Yeah, Egehan. Yeah, Andre I thought E-Gay-han. it was Eichhorn. It's
1: Andre Egehan. Interesting.
0: The only Irish-born player to reach the NBA is Pat Burke, who played with Orlando oh, for long? a year and Suns for two years.
1: That was it. All right, only one. Pat That'll be good. Burke. And the way they, I mean, they pl- they'll play faster. They'll play. I mean,
0: he's just a freak athlete who has really good skill, and he'll he'll be fine. He'll he'll be a good ACC player. Um, all right, next is Florida. I was so this is my super sneaky, high on them last sneaky, year. Sneaky,
1: sneaky. So so that have been the final four so last year. This is year. your team last year. This is my team that, like, honestly, if I have to pick somebody to win it this year, okay. I like Florida's my team. I have like a. I have such like an infatuation with Florida right now. Um, Yeah, I mean
0: they, you know, massive grad transfer of Kerry Blackshear from Virginia Tech, um, and then obviously um, Scotty Lewis they got from Jersey. Um, They're going to be really, really good, and they have probably the best point guard in the SEC. um, And I don't know how to pronounce his name, but Andrew Nemhard.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Him. Um,
0: um I hope they're as I just love I love Florida. I want them to be good.
1: No, I love Florida too. I think obviously Carrie Blackshear from Virginia Tech, I mean, he averaged fifteen, seven and a half at Virginia Tech. But he's the type of guy, he's a good passer, he can shoot from a little bit from the outside, he can play they can play inside out with him. So very, 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 very talented. Um but then adding obviously Scotty Lewis and Trey Man, they have top kids coming in, but then they bring back Locke, Johnson, Demart like and Mike White, I think, is a very good coach. He's unbelievable. Um, so um, I think he's the not the next Duke coach, but I think he's the coach after the next coach at ah, Duke. That, that is would my, be great. my that is my theory. Um, that's your ten year to fifteen my, year my, th- plan. Have I never talked about it on the pod? I probably no. You have, my, but think my, about my, it. My thing is that I'm I think that whatever K is going to basically give like a list, someone. basically pick someone or, or give a list, of guys. And Danny white is going to take the weakest link of those, give them a short leash and then bring in his son yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, and go from there. But that's all, way, it's all a, uh, that's a pipe dream in the elite, but either way uh, I do like Danny white. I, one thing I do want to go back. because I just, I forgot to bring this up as we were talking about Duke that I think is complete BS. The entire ACC Because they're launching the ACC network. Every team in the ACC's first game of the season is a conference game, except for Duke because they're playing in the Champions Classic. So, like, Virginia opens the season at Syracuse. Duke doesn't have to play, and like, and that Why? goes because to their ACC record. But because they're playing in the Champions Classic, Duke doesn't have to play an ACC game week one. They so every ACC team plays a game their first game of the season and one game in December they play conference games. So like Virginia plays at Syracuse, and they play North Carolina in December, which so is so. Did like,
0: all teams in this get a bo- get a get a break? What do you mean? Like, if you were in a They're the only ACC team in uh, the— Oh, that's in they're a They're the only ACC—
1: No, it's not the tournament. It's just because it's Champions Classic because they're playing, I guess, basically it's that first day of the season. Yeah, so that's so, the thing. Virginia, all those games— Yeah, like but AC you know January,
0: how far those things get scheduled in advance. What the hell are they supposed to do?
1: Well, then make them play— Instead of playing
0: they Colorado play State on
1: Friday, make them play a conference uh, game then. Oh, just that game. Make yeah, a, yeah, I yeah. just think it's BS that if you're going to count— Especially if, say, it gets down to the season and there's one loss between North Carolina and Duke— and for the ACC title, and you're playing for it. And what me, what matters is, hey, UNC. The first first game of the season was a conference game. They lost. Yeah, it's Duke a big didn't deal. have to play, you until had to they play actually got the gel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's me grabbing. No, it's about a big too. deal. It's but, a big deal. But it'll be there actually. I mean, there are there'll be some some good ACC games to start the season. But well, who's, speaking of
0: speaking of teams that should be in the ACC, uh, Maryland. Um, listen, before we even jump into Maryland, you know we've talked about uh, Turgeon a lot. I. I kind of go back and forth on whether he gets an unfair um, beat or whether he's had so much damn talent that he should be in the Elite Eight every single year. I mean... I don't know if you remember um, the game last year, but they were a freaking possession away from reaching the Sweet 16. Um, they returned their best, uh, pl- to me, best player, Anthony Cohen, their point guard, and four starters from the team that finished fifth in the Big Ten. Um, I know everyone is looking up and chasing Michigan State, but I, I, you know I think Maryland has a really, really good shot to win it um, at least. Obviously, to, to compete with Michigan State, so
1: and they're always we'll talented. We'll see if they and. Um, I mean, it'll be it'll definitely be interesting to see. I don't know, like obviously the Big Ten, they're gonna have to compete with Michigan State, they're gonna have to compete with um, Ohio State, they're gonna have to compete with a number of pretty good teams in that conference. Not, I don't think that conference. I don't say they're down, but I mean Michigan State's one, Ohio State's eleven, and Ken Palm, Purdue's seven. So like those, it's pretty top heavy. Outside of that, I mean they should be able to be top three, top four Big Ten team. They should be a top two, three, uh, two or three seed, I think in the by the end of it. Um I think they would have to win the Big Ten to be a one seed, but I think they're my outlook on them, yeah, they're a two or three seed looking into next year's tournament.
0: Yeah. Um all right, next we got Gonzaga, death, taxes, and Gonzaga being ranked in the top ten. I think those things all go hand in hand. Um obviously lost a ton in Brandon Clark and Hamichura. I'm never gonna pronounce it right, but um I, I he actually has been playing well in the nba Ruiz? so yeah. far. Yeah, he's been I like him. Um but by the way, a scrimmage that we did not talk about was um, yeah, who, Gonzaga in and Michigan State, and Gonzaga yes. won.
1: Yeah. So you know, dude, Killian if, Tilly, if he can stay healthy, yeah, I mean, that's the Killian big Tilly's is so good. Um, the one thing that I obviously they did lose a time like they lost Rui, they lost Brandon Clark, Norvell, um, who's just dropping guys' ankles on the Lakers right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they bring in yeah the kid from Texas A and M, um, another kid grad transfer from North Texas. And then the kid I absolutely love, and I'm gonna bring him out right now, is his kid, his incoming freshman, his name is Drew Timmy from Texas. Um, he's 41st ranked overall kid. Just the most prototypical Gonzaga white dude, big man. Headband, but he has some of the best feet. He's super mobile, he's incredible footwork. I think he's like gonna be a better version of Killian Tilly. Um, he's, he's gonna be a stud, so I'll put that out there in my statement. I love Drew Timmy. I think he's going to be really, really good. Um, He'll probably – it reminds me – I don't know if he's as athletic as Zach Collins was. Um, I don't know if he's – he's probably a little bit more athletic than uh, – what's the kid that went to Kentucky and then Gonzaga? Uh, Wiltshire? He's oh, probably. Yeah, I think yeah, he's yeah. in between Wiltshire and, and and Zach and Collins. Wiltshire was certainly not. Uh, but he sh- Wiltshire could shoot. Oh yeah. But Zach I, Collins is more athletic. Yeah, so yeah. I think you get the in between of those. I think that's Drew Timmy. Uh, so I think he's a perfect fit there. Yep. Um, that's my little Gonzaga nugget.
0: Um, all right, next we got North Carolina. I mean, this is going to be the Cole Anthony show all year long. They also have two grad transfers yeah. um, Justin Pierce from William and Mary. It was like
1: the biggest one on the market. In- yeah.
0: Yep. And then Christian Keeling from Charleston Southern. It truly is amazing. And again, I, you know, we don't have time to go off on a side, but like for you to get recruited all high school and there's a million things that go into yep. it. So, again, I'm not saying anything on the coaches, but like for you to go to William & Mary and then go to Charleston Southern and then play well enough to go to a top
1: five school of all time. Like it's have, just like insane. Have the pick, like your pick of yeah, any of like, like the like, blue bloods. Like, like they were all trying to get after, after yeah. him. It is kind of – It's completely changed. The system Yeah, yeah,
0: it's unbelievable.
1: It's very weird. But the one thing I'll I'll give credit to Roy Williams, after all the academic stuff, after everything, the ups and the downs, he's like recruiting as well as he ever has right now. Um, All the kids they brought – like Cole was a late signing as he waited to the end, but Armando Baycott, he got early. He was a top like 25 recruit. Anthony Harris, he got late like after Cole. And I think Cole is pretty – Popular, I mean, just in terms of like Instagram and overtime, you see a lot of like Cole. He's been hyped up because, like, from his freshman year. So now you kind of see like a lot of these these other guys, like, hey, I'm I'm following kind of Cole Anthony. I'm following the, and so I gotta give credit. I mean, Roy is, I'm kind of surprised Roy's even coaching still at this point, and he's just reeling in. Yeah, five stars for and, to retire. and top and top kids and and guys that will fit well into the way they play. Yeah.
0: Um, all right, let's round out the top ten with uh, Villanova. Um, obviously, will not be easy to replace Phil Booth and Pascal. Um, they averaged thirty five points per game oh, together, geez. which is uh, ridiculous. Um, so really, it's all about uh, Gillespie. Can he, you know, kind of carry the load? Gillespie, he,
1: though, like he, he s- averaged
0: ten and three last year. Um, so those numbers are going to have to. I'm fine with Kyle not necessarily game, yeah. skyrocket. But, I mean, you know, he's going to have to take a much bigger uh, role. And, obviously, you know, they they did fine against UNC in their scrimmage. Yeah. Um, so, we're going to get to that in a couple minutes. The about big
1: loss, though, is Brian Antoine is out for the season. Him, too. Um, oh, yeah. God, I'm missing all out, these preseason the injuries. Um, he's out for the year. Eric Dixon, I'm going to be interested to see. I've watched a little bit of him in high school. Um, but they've missed, like – it's interesting. I mean, they've got, like – None of the guys they have coming back, some of their role players, they don't have like great numbers because like it was so much of Phil Booth and Gillespie and some of these guys. Um, obviously, J- Javon Quinterly left, um, which probably for the better on both ends. Yeah, um, I think so. But it just never seemed to be a fit. But, um, I mean, it's Villanova and it's Jay Wright. And the Big East, I mean, it'll be, there'll be some good teams in there, but it's, every year they should be content- easy and scratch them in as a top two, top three team in their conference. Yeah,
0: for sure. Um, all right, we'll run through the rest of top twenty-five. We'll give you your due for eleven. Uh, obviously, UVA thoughts
1: on. Yeah, I don't the, know if they're a lo- I don't know if I'd put them in. A, I think I put them in. You think, there, they're, maybe, too like, think or they're too high. I think they're too low. I think they're getting the bump for winning a national championship. Sure. I think they're gonna have a little bit of growing pains. Um, luckily, their schedule's not too tough um, early on. I mean, they play. Um, so they do open at Syracuse which I think is the biggest BS you get like <laughs> they're trying to launch the ACC network and your team like your the team that just won the national championship you send them on the road to one of the hardest like environments to have them possibly take a loss like yep. I don't know in WWE terms you want to like give your guy like a rub and you to burn him up but you're just going to send him to the wolves Yep. But, um then I'll be intense their first home game they play JMU um, but then the rest of it, they don't play a ton of really good teams until they go Purdue, and then they play North Carolina in another conference game Saturday, December seventh. So outside of that, they're non-conference. They're probably the best team they play outside. That's going to be South Carolina. Um, Vermont's,
0: Vermont's going to be pretty good this year too. They'll
1: be growing pains. I mean, they bring their only stars they bring back are Diakite and Braxton Key uh, and Keye Clark. Um, yeah, that's it. but those are not like. Those aren't the guys that go get you. Like the thing was the reason why Virginia was able to be successful is because DeAndre, Kyle, and Ty could create. There's not a lot of creators there. No. So Yeah,
0: your defense will be great the as well. Defense, it's
1: gonna be back to this. I think as someone summed it up, I summed it up the other day. It said the London Prentice senior year when Guy and Jerome were freshmen, they were like a five seed and they got smoked by I think Florida in the NCAA mm-hmm. tournament. Okay. That's gonna to be I think they'll be like, like a that. four or five seed in the NCAA tournament. Maybe a little better, um, but they're going to be. It's going to be in the. They're going to be back to the fifty to sixty point range of. It's not going to be Virginia scoring the eighties, seventies as much. It's going to be relying on a lot much even def- a lot more defense.
0: Yep. Um, all right, we'll run through the rest relatively yeah, no, no, no. quickly. Um, not too many surprises, but Seton Hall at twelve, Texas Tech at thirteen. Chris I like Beard's Texas defense Tech, man. Is, uh, yeah, I, I would
1: put Texas Tech in the top ten to be honest with absurd. you. you think. They're, He's I mean, such a good coach, and yep. they bring it. Um, Oh, the kid is just absolutely perfect for them. I cannot think of his name. Um, Oh, apologies, dogs. The dogs are... Are wanting us to wrap this up, um, but they bring in oh Chris Clark from Virginia Tech. Yeah, it was yep. super energetic, big time rebounder, um, and then the other guys kid Jamias Ramsey, number thirty kid in the country, um, absolute lockdown defender. He went to Oak Hill for like a week and transferred, which is kind of weird, um, but very like super athletic, like super. Just going to get into. I, I do think they're going to lose some of the creation from obviously they lost Culver and Mooney. Um, yeah Culver's a huge and, and obviously Mooney could really shoot Culver did but then they bring back Moretti um, who can obviously provide some shooting there and I would put them in my top 10 um, I, I do like Texas Tech a lot
0: um, followed by that is Memphis and the Penny Show I mean obviously all the talent James in the Wiseman. world yeah. cannot wait to see um, it's going to be really
1: interesting to see how I they I can't play. wait to see them play only thing I'll look up real quick is their sky to see if they, start, if they jump early they're, they play their third game of the season. They play Oregon. It's a semi away. I'm not sure what I mean. They play Mississippi. They play NC State uh, here in, ah, in New York around Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving. Oh yeah. That's um. Right. And but outside of that, I mean, the conference is they should I mean, they, they weren't should. picked to win. Cincinnati was picked to win the conference, or maybe they were tied. And people are like people are disrespecting Penny. Um. But uh, they have they have a ton and ton of talent. It's just they put it together. Can Penny coach them? I think he can. Um. Uh, but yeah. They'll be very exciting to watch. They also have an awful court, though. I don't know if you saw the new (laughs) court. It looks awful. Terrible. It is crazy.
0: Um, All right, last, uh, from 15 to 25, we got Oregon, Baylor, Utah State. That's probably the only somewhat surprising one. But
1: you remember Uh, Nevada? Yeah, they were really good. It was like everyone anointed Nevada last year, and Utah State just kind of rolled them. Really good. And then tried to fight them. And then Nevada tried to fight them.
0: (laughs) Ohio State, Xavier, St. Mary's, Arizona, which just, you know unbelievable that nothing's really going on um lsu purdue auburn and vcu um
1: that's about it vcu should run through the a10 yeah auburn auburn did lose a lot but um i think they brought in some decent recruits um yeah i mean it's what are the french who the others the others receiving votes washington colorado tennessee marquette it's so wild that marquette went from basically like a priest if they had kept the hauser brothers they would have been like a preseason top five team So now like it's it's just going to be um uh, marcus howard yep. and his show florida state gets some both they'll
0: be really good davidson again that will challenge vcu for the a10 georgetown. Very good. Yo, shout shout out out georgetown. georgetown don't sleep on because I know. I you're, you're them seven to the so big bad. kid the
1: transfer from nc state is going to be very good yep and even probably shout out, out brian shout out Connor, but they are like i actually like georgetown a lot this year yep um NC State got it three votes. Shout out Billy O yep. Wolfpack.
0: All right, we'll end it with uh, our first, first ever, first ever um, secret scrimmage slash preseason green light player of the week, um, <laughs> and the first episode of season three. Uh, so this award will go to Justin Moore, freshman at Villanova, who had 38 points 39. in the, 39 points in the scrimmage against uh, UNC, and he went 9 for 12. 9 of
1: 12 from 3. From 3. And so, like, I don't know if you chalk this up to, like, I don't know, maybe it's just, there's a ton of possessions, but, like, I mean, I don't know what it is. But the fact that, like, you're not scared to get off, get off 12 threes, you're hitting 9 of them as a freshman, Got it. Good good uh, for you. That's the that's 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 a great way to start a little pre season, not even preseason, but just secret scrimmage, green light, player of the week. That's what we like to see. That's what we like to see. So once again, apologies for the dogs in the background. They're ready for basketball scene to start, as are we. As are we. Next so there's I think some exhibitions this week. Like this weekend, yeah, there's yeah, some, yeah. Teams There'll playing, be some more. But then literally everything will start basically like next Wednesday. In the next like, two weeks, right? Next November no, first, uh, November fifth.
0: Oh yeah, next Wednesday. Next Tuesday. Tuesday? Next yeah, Tuesday, Tuesday, is the Tuesday
1: November fifth. How wild! Oh, like we'll God, try and hope, we'll probably either put out an episode Monday or Tuesday. Yep. Um, kick really actually kick things off, and I'm sure there'll be some more news and things like that. But, um, yeah, I mean it's it's crazy that it's already here. So, I know, unbelievable. Let's go Duke. Oh, uh, last thing, Paul, Danbrad, Duquesne. Oh yeah, the bet. How scared season. are you, How scared are you on they, this have the,
0: they have to make They have to make that NCAA tournament. That's the bet.
1: So Go Duquesne Dukes. Yeah, or, they've, I've they've checked off the first, the first two years of the four-year bet. Yep. And the, the next, next year step is make, they, they have, have to win the conference. Yeah. But, but if they win it this year, yeah, then it's over. Then it's then I over.
0: Both sides. I owe Taylor. So um,
1: go Blue Dukes Apple. and uh, go who's? Go the other. Go Blue yep. Devils. Until next um, time, keep the ball bouncing. Yeah. lately i've been feeling like this
0: is what i've been working towards if you ain't trying to be the boss and tell me what you're working for certain doors are closed but now they opening up celebrating with some shots maybe poke on a couple slush russell's up next and i got this crazy like britney and the love so toxic got a wall up i'm trying to infiltrate a conscious Taking 12 shots like where the cops is come on